0: Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Beautifully Broken. My name is Sabi, and if you don't know who I am, I started a YouTube channel called Beautifully Broken over a year ago, where I started giving tips, guidance, tools, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves, our past, and present stories, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I help others gain a deeper understanding of themselves so that they can heal what needs to be healed in order to move forward into a happier sense of self. I believe that in looking back at the traumas, emotional wounds, and old narratives we carry, that we learn what needs to be healed in order to better our mental health. Today, before I dive in, I want you to ask yourself this question, and I want you to continue to ask yourself this question as I tell you what I do. Who were you? before the world told you who you should be. That one makes you think a little bit, doesn't it? Authenticity is something a lot of people struggle with. I myself struggled with it for years. And it's because we can go through certain life events that are either positive or negative that shape us to react and then, in turn, become a certain way. These aren't just life events themselves that teach us this, but also how interactions with other people like relationships, romantic, and family, as well as friendships or even professional relationships. And it's in some of these core moments in our lives of even adversity or something not going our way, getting rejected, breakups, getting fired, whatever the case may be, where we learn something about ourselves and then that equates what we then think about ourselves. And I'll give you an example from my own life. Um, When I was, oh, I think maybe five or eight years old, I don't remember how old I was, but I was in, I think, kindergarten, and I had a crush on this boy. His name was Alex, and I remember in my life that my parents would give me gifts to show me that they loved me. So I equated that to being how I would show this boy how I liked him. So I had this ring that my mom had given me on my birthday or some sort of life event and I really cherished this ring. It was something I really loved. And I went up to this boy and uh, I gave him the ring and I was like, here, you know, I like you. Here's a token of me telling you that I like you. And this boy took the ring didn't say anything and went and gave it to another girl her name was Sydney I believe went and gave it to her and I was shattered I was broken as a kid I had no idea why someone would do that to me so then fast forward years later I had this belief and thought about myself and that belief and thought was that I wasn't good enough to give someone else love kind of deep. But it's true. Um, and I also had the belief and thought that if I ever put myself out there romantically, that I would always get rejected. And then in turn, I developed a lot of self-defeating behaviors. Now, obviously, just this one event didn't cause all of that. It was a series of rejections and constantly being told that I wasn't good enough from different areas in my life. Even as a kid in, um, I believe, sixth grade, I was always bullied by boys my whole life, and I'd go home, and my dad would be like, no, no, dear, that just means that, you know, boys show affection in weird ways. It just means that they like you, and so my brain went, nope, that makes no sense. This is backwards, and it just made me angry. Now, what belief did I come up with then? I had a belief that boys didn't like me. That must be it, because I had it when I was young, about eight years old, and I had it again in sixth grade, and then it just continued... And so the belief that I grew up with in thinking about myself was that I was just never good enough for men. Then on a more positive side, my whole life, my family always told me how creative I was and how unique I was and how I would think outside of the box and that I was just a creative type of person. So because I'm hearing all these things that people are telling me that I am, Or through my experiences, it communicates something to me that I think that I am. I then believe that I am a certain type of way. I am a certain type of person. I have certain type of values, what have you. We as human beings tend to take these experiences in our lives, as well as the feedback, thoughts, praise, or criticism from other people and believe it. And then that is how we form our identity in a sense. We form this idea of who we are based on all these outside sources instead of looking within. I did a YouTube video on this about a month ago and in that I asked people if you were to compliment yourself and it was a compliment that no one else ever had given you. It's something you've never heard from anyone else. No one's ever told you what compliment would you give yourself? We heavily rely as a society on the words and positive feedback as well as negative to understand who we are. We think that if someone calls us dumb or shallow enough times, we start to believe that that is true to an extent. And because that is something someone may not want to be, then they try every possible way to act in a way that does not show that flaw. Or they become incredibly insecure and they don't know how else to act. Our sense of self can get so warped in these lenses that are placed upon us from all these other external means in our life. And so at this point, this is when we need to go back and look at those past stories and understand those narratives, and understand, you know, how those things made us feel and do they equate to who we are. And we have to go back to those painful narratives as well as the positive ones And look at it through a lens of understanding the the bigger picture. Because once you're inside that story, you see it a certain way. You see the story and a narrative the way that you want to see it, based off of your painful emotions or your extremely positive emotions. And this example I could give is when you go through a breakup or someone breaks up with you and all of a sudden you start missing them a lot and you just romanticize all the positive things that happened and you completely shut out all the negative things because you know, you want, you miss that person and you want them back so badly that that's all you think about. But then you stop and you know, later on going to therapy, doing inner child work, even hypnotherapy is amazing. You can see the real narrative. You can see the real narrative for what it is and you can show up for yourself and heal from it where you need to heal from. Um, For me, I did hypnotherapy with that childhood incident that I went through, and I was able to see it through a different lens. I stepped back and realized that if someone did something like that to me or rejected me, that has nothing to do with who I am, and that has nothing to do with what I am worth and who I am as a person at all. Um, People are going to reject us in life. People are going to break up with you in life. You're going to get fired from a job, but that does not equate who you are. Who you are at your core is your feelings, your thoughts, your values, your morals, what you stand for, your passions, what makes you alive in this world. For me, the best way that I show my authenticity is through the music I listen to, as funny as that sounds. I have such a unique taste in music, and I think every person does, that for me, when I hear songs that move me and make me feel something at my core... That is me feeling my authenticity and me feeling who I really, truly, deeply feel I am. And then the other side to authenticity is we're so focused on trying to hide our flaws that we lose sight of who we really are inside. You know, the person that you are, are the messy parts. They are the unhealed parts. They They are the parts that you haven't been able to recharge from or you haven't been able to heal from or better yourself with and that's okay but you need to acknowledge that if we don't acknowledge the messy crazy parts of us then no one else will be able to either I mean like I was telling my sister today to be vulnerable and be true to herself in dealing with this situation and I said people can sense when you're not being authentic and then they mirror it back to you If you expect other people to show up for you and be authentic and be their true selves and, you know, be completely transparent with you, but you're not being completely transparent even with yourself or with other people, the right people, then how do you expect other people to do the same for you? It's not a one-way street. And after I told her to do that, she actually got a really good response, and that person ended up thanking her for her vulnerability and for being transparent and real. People appreciate that, whether or not they want to admit it, they do. Um, You'll find a severe difference if you are wanting to get intimate with someone emotionally, and you feel like they're not opening up and they have a lot of walls up. Well, sit there and ask yourself, what walls do you have up, you know? What are some ways that you're not showing up for yourself or some some sides of yourself that you're not showing them because you're scared of what they may think and you're scared that if you do show someone who you really are your crazy parts your emotional parts you know your sensitive parts whatever they may may be that they will not accept you for who you are and it's okay if someone doesn't accept you for who you are it is it's scary and it sucks and it's painful But would you rather someone let you go and someone not be your friend and someone not want to, you know, vibe with you, however you want to put it, because you're your complete self and they just don't, you know, they don't drive with you. Would you rather them be fake and pretend like they like you? Would you rather them tell you and paint you a big picture of how much they love and care about you, but really like you're just not their cup of tea? No, right you'd rather someone tell you the truth like hey I just don't think we vibe well I don't think you know we get along I don't think we're right for each other whatever it is and we have to be okay with that because when you're authentic and true to yourself it doesn't really matter if someone else doesn't accept you for who you are because you need to accept you for who you are if you got a little bit of crazy in you you know when you start to be in a relationship Accept it. Obviously, if it's toxic, <laughs> that's not good. You got to work on that stuff and heal your un- unhealed emotional wounds and work on your trauma. I would say you got to be vulnerable and true and real to the people who are doing that back. Um, it's very difficult to be authentic to someone else who isn't showing up for themselves, is in a toxic emotional cycle. In that case, it's very difficult. And I deal with that in my life, I think, every day. I encounter people who still have a mask on, they still have walls up, and they're not their true selves, they're not vulnerable. Um, they don't let their hair down. You know, They're very much trying to be someone they're not. And the way that we can deal with that is we still stand strong in who we are. Don't adjust to someone else's inauthenticity. Stay true to who you are and recognize okay, this person, you know, very clearly is not authentic to themselves, and that's okay. You know what? They have a lot of painful things that they haven't worked through, and we have to just accept it at that point. You know, like you can't fix people, you can't tell them to do their work, they have to want to do it, and it's still okay. You can still be your true self while interacting with people who aren't. Um, that doesn't mean that they're any less than you. That doesn't mean anything. It just means that, you know, they, they haven't done that work yet. They don't know how to do it. But honestly, most of the time I find that when I'm me, the true me, and I'm not lying to myself, I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not, I'm not pretending to like certain things because someone else likes them or dislike them because someone else doesn't like them, whatever. Um, I've actually never been that way. If I don't like something, I don't like it. And then that's it. I'm pretty stubborn, but I have had times where I'm not honest emotionally. Um, I won't actually tell someone how I feel or what I've been going through. Um, I just kind of let these small, small things that I'm stressed out about and dealing with pile up. And then by the time I go and interact with someone, I can't see them for who they are because, you know, I have my own stuff in front of me and my own walls that I haven't dealt with and I don't acknowledge it. But if we can acknowledge those things, those traumas, those hurts, the pesky work schedule that we have, the annoying boss, the annoying co-worker, the neighbor next door who just keeps harassing us about our trash cans, whatever it might be, if we can be honest with the people around us with what's going on and, you know, open up in that way, about 80% of the time you'll find that people will reciprocate that back because you've opened up a space for them to do that as well. Life isn't perfect and I know social media doesn't make it any easier. Social media makes us pretend like we have a picture perfect life and that everything is fine, but the reality is you know someone could be suffering with an abusive relationship, someone Could be suffering with depression and anxiety and we, you know, we have no idea. We're always encouraged to show our best sides 24-7 and that's not reality. Reality is crap happens in life and stuff can get messy and we're not perfect emotionally. I remember being in a relationship and trying to hide my crazy and I actually ended up dating someone who enjoyed my crazy. Like, I swear... He thought it was like the, the cutest thing ever. He goes, no, I think it's cute when you get a little overly emotional or this and that. He goes, but it's not as bad as you think it is. Because in our heads, we amp up what we think about ourselves. We multiply it times 12. If we have a pimple on our face, we think it looks like a damn planet. We don't see the reality of the situation. We put ourselves under a microscope every single day. And that in turn puts more pressure on us to be inauthentic and to fake it till you make it or act a certain way because that's what we're encouraged to do on a daily basis. And then you notice that the conversations you have with people who are also inauthentic to themselves, it's very surface level. It doesn't go past just like small talk of, hey, how's your day? Oh, what'd you have for lunch? Or, oh, what color are you? Coloring your hair, or oh, you got a haircut today, or you know, just like very surface level small talk is normally what happens when someone is uncomfortable with emotional intimacy. They don't want to tell you about the rough day that they've had, or they don't want to tell you that their parents are bugging them, or that they have a sibling that is driving them mad, whatever it might be, you know. Um, they don't want to open up. But when we make space to tell the truth and to unload that baggage, and tell someone, hey, this is the baggage I'm dealing with, you know, I haven't completely gone over it, or this isn't completely resolved, but here it is, then you can acknowledge it and understand it together. And the other way that we can be true to ourselves is when we do look back at our past stories, even the scary ones, even the ugly ones, the ones that we're scared to revisit because it brings up so much pain and so much hurt that we don't want to go back there and feel that but we have to, we have to confront those past stories, we have to look back at those because we do need to heal from them. If you don't heal from them then you're going to continue living this life with all these layers on top of you and no one will really be able to see who you are because you just have walls put up. And you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be validated, you want to be acknowledged, But. It's going to be difficult for the world to do that and difficult for you to do that for yourself when you have these moats around you guarding a castle because you're so scared to let other people in. And even worse, you're so scared to let yourself in. And if you need any tools or guidance on how to heal from your past experiences, obviously I'm not a licensed therapist, um, but please go to one. That's the first step, honestly. And then I have some tools on my YouTube channel of how to feel your feelings, how to look back at your traumas and approach them and heal from them in very gentle ways. Um, there's one key thing that I mentioned in my recent podcast about relationships and breakups. If you have something you want to say to someone that you have always been wanting to say and you feel like that would heal you, write a letter. Um, there are a lot of creative ways to get through traumatic emotional wounds and when I say trauma I don't mean anything you know it doesn't always have to be something crazy Um, and that's what's, what's sad is people think that trauma is like a war veteran that has PTSD and it's not trauma is something that is less than nurturing and has rocked you to your core in some way. I learned that at Onsite, the place that I went to in 2019, we all have trauma You know, we all have things that we need to work through and that we need to heal from. But as adults, we look back and we go, no, it's not that big of a deal. Sure, at your age, while you're looking back at it, but when you were like five or two or three years old, it wasn't okay, it wasn't easy to deal with for a young kid to understand whatever they went through. And it wasn't okay, it wasn't wasn't healthy and it it wasn't uh, not a big deal so if you could learn anything from this podcast today i urge you to write down or even talk to yourself however you get ideas out of your head however you process your emotions and figure out what makes you you who are you who are you before other people told you who you should and should not be that's all i have for you guys today i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week And if you don't already follow me on my YouTube channel or my Instagram or any other social media platforms, I have my link tree in my description of what this podcast is about. So with that said, have a wonderful rest of your week and a beautiful rest of your night. And I will talk to you guys next week.